My name is Andrew Bustamante, and this is Everyday Espionage. I recently shared a story with you about a trip that I took to New York. I wanted to take a minute to return to that story and expand a bit because there's some really interesting espionage lessons that came up in that trip that I didn't get a chance to share with you in my previous episode. And one of those lessons started in the early morning when I called my Uber driver to come take me from Gettysburg, PA to Baltimore, Maryland. It was 4.30 in the morning, which is just a miserable time for anyone, really, to be doing anything. But I was lucky. I was lucky because I found a driver willing to take my fare even though I was 30 miles outside of their normal operating area. Now, I honestly doubted anyone was going to show up until, like magic, I saw headlights on the horizon and the driver arrived perfectly on time like they said they would. And in the way that the world is small, it ended up that I had some common history with the driver. We went to rival Pennsylvania high schools and listened to some of the same music. Imagine the two of us sitting in a car listening to music from the late 90s, jamming out and talking about old high school memories. Man, talk about signs that you know you're getting old. (laughs) I just, that was a humbling moment for me. But the interesting thing about the conversation wasn't what happened between his high school Cedar Cliff and my high school East Pensboro a thousand years ago. What was interesting is what the driver was doing now. You see, my driver's name was Ralph, and Ralph is an amateur local wrestler. And he's building a wrestling league of his own here in my old hometown of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Now, I myself never really got into WWF or WWE, and I never quite understood the mentality of the fans. I was more the kind of kid that dug into my Nintendo Classic and, uh, and lived vicariously through my video games eight bits at a time back then. But during my college years, while I was at the Air Force Academy, that's when I learned just how many people took pro wrestling seriously. Here I am with this cabbie, as he's walking me through his passion for wrestling and the drive that is in him for taking his amateur league mainstream. And as an adult now, I had a lot of respect for what he's trying to do. You see, his league is called Revolution Wrestling Federation, or RWF. And my cabbie, Ralph, whenever he's in the ring, he goes by a different name. He calls himself Mal Havoc in the ring. Now, if you've ever had a chance to talk to somebody genuinely living out their passion, then you know how excited Ralph was as he talked to me about what he was building. And towards the end of our two-hour ride just outside of Baltimore, I took the time to ask him what he thought made him different than every other pro wrestling fan out there dreaming about having their own club. And he said to me, that while other people sit there thinking about it, he's out there trying to do it every day. Whether this amateur wrestler, Mal Havoc, and whether Revolution Wrestling Federation ever makes it 
to the mainstream or not. It doesn't matter. Because what Ralph showed me that morning is that he is going to do something amazing because he's out there trying every day. In the world of intelligence, we have a constant battle, a battle between analysis and operations. Now, Hollywood gets the lines blurred. They make it look like spies do both things. They gather and analyze intel. And they do it all while looking great and kicking butt and shooting with perfect accuracy. In reality, the two skill sets are very, very different. The gap between the skills causes constant friction between analysts and operators. You see, operators want to do. They want to move. They want to take action. They want to be bold. They want to take risks. But analysts always want to wait. They want to collect more data. They want to consider the options and minimize the risk, minimize the exposure. And while both skill sets are critical to national security, the fact is that both skill sets are designed for one purpose, the same purpose. They are both designed to get people to get up, get out, and try every day. Our world is being conditioned to wait. We're being conditioned to sit back and to be patient. I mean, how many times have you had to wait in line? How many times have you had to wait your turn? How many times has someone told you to be patient, hold your horses, chill out, calm down? And there's a reason for that. There's a reason that's the lesson we're running into. Because over time, all of that waiting turns into frustration. And that frustration turns into apathy. And apathy is what turns us all into consumers. Consumers who buy. Buy the things that they want. And buy the things that make them feel better. And buy the things that help them forget that they ever had dreams in the first place. But when you try... When you try every day, you actually start to build momentum for what you're trying to build. And momentum only really builds more momentum. Sometimes it builds momentum slowly, but sometimes it builds it quickly. And momentum transforms us. It transforms us from consumers into producers. Momentum makes us independent. It brings us challenge and growth and freedom. And momentum is what holds the power to let us shape our own future instead of fit in to the modern day. Eight hours after my ringside cabbie drops me off in Baltimore, I find myself overlooking Manhattan from a penthouse cigar bar on Fifth Avenue. And standing opposite me is this gentleman I've never heard of and never met, but who is an internationally acclaimed concert violinist named Gregory Harrington. And Gregory had this charming Irish accent and this impeccable European style to him. It really, as a dad and as an American male, it kind of made me sick because he looked good. He had this great accent. You knew that he was basically everything that we always wanted to be. And there he was, single and free in New York City. But what made my conversation with Gregory really interesting wasn't his good looks, it wasn't his charm, it wasn't what he had accomplished, it was what he was trying to do. Gregory was trying to make solo violin music popular in the mainstream. 
He was trying to break down a wall that had never been broken before. And to a certain extent, he had already succeeded. He had opened NBA and NFL games with his own solo violin performances of the national anthem. He had traveled the world playing his own original pieces that combined funk music and blues music and rock and roll, all played live using a classical concert violin. And when I asked Gregory what he thought made him different from any other aspiring solo violinist, his answer took me back to that morning in the cab with Ralph. Because Gregory told me the same thing. While other people sit there thinking about it, I'm out there trying to do it every day. And the message that I heard that day from Ralph and from Gregory didn't just stop there. I heard the same thing from a Wall Street executive. I heard it from a millionaire manufacturer. I heard it from political advisors and international businessmen that I had met during that trip in New York. The world's elite operate the same way in business, art, politics, and espionage. They get up, get out, and they try every single day. What are you getting up for? What are you doing when you get out? What is it that you are trying to accomplish every day? There is something I promise you, there is something that you're trying to do every day, but the question is, is it something that you want, or is it something that you've been sold? The world wants you to be a consumer, because consumers consume, and they wait, and they worry, and they fear. But what the world needs are producers people who build momentum, people who shape the future, people who build our history. Finding where you are today, whether you are the producer or whether you are the consumer, whether you are the analyst or the operator, whether you are the violinist or whether you are the amateur wrestler, finding where you are is just the beginning. Choosing where you plan to go, that is the mission. That is Everyday Espionage. Everyday Espionage is dedicated to one thing, educating everyday people. I know that not everybody will listen, but those who listen will learn. If you learned something new today, click subscribe, review, and share the podcast with a friend. I have so much more to share with you. Find me on social media, at Everyday Spy, or on my website, www.everydayspy.com. And if you are up for a special challenge, check out Operation Real Time and let me take you on an authentic spy training mission. Above all else, remember that knowledge is freedom.